Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now, let's get into today's reading. Okay, here we go. Second John. And notice it starts off here, the elder. And it doesn't say, you know, I'm John, but it says the elder. Well, some have speculated that's not John, but when you put all the evidence together in terms of the content of what he writes and the language of uh, the second epistle of John or the second letter of John that is congruent with the gospel of John, 1 John, 3 John, then it all begins to line up and make sense. And as we read through, you'll see some hints that, hey, this sounds just like John, okay? So notice this, the elder, let's just presume that it is John. I believe it is. The elder, John, to the elect lady and her children. Now that's the one that is more controversial. And there are generally two schools of thought here. One is that this is an actual lady. The word elect there is the word chosen, okay, the, to the chosen lady, so that it's an actual woman. And it, when it says, and her children, that this would be a lady, but the children, likely not biological children, but spiritual children. So this could be a lady that has a church in her home. She may be the leader, the elder of the church, the primary elder, or she may be a deaconess. Some have uh, speculated that it could be that she hosts a church in her home. She may be a deaconess, okay? But nonetheless, uh, that this is a lady that has a church in her house. The other option is that many scholars believe, maybe most modern scholars would believe, that the elect lady is referring to a church and the children are referring to the church members, likely a house church. So just like the bride of Christ is a, a lady and like the daughter of Zion, many times uh, the church or the people of God are referred to as uh, females or personification of a, a female. And so uh, there is uh, much uh, scholarly leaning toward the fact that John is writing to a church and its church members. Now, as you read through this little book, it seems evident that whether it is an actual lady and a church in her home or whether the lady is the church and the members of the church, it seems evident that John is writing and the content of what he's writing fits more with the church than with an individual and maybe her biological children. And we'll see that as we go on through this. To the elect lady and her church. I think we can safely say that John's writing to people in a particular church and very likely a house church. I'll show you that a little later, that this is in a house. Okay, so to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in truth. So John knows who these people are. He loves all of these church members. And not only I, but also all those who have known the truth. So John is in fellowship with some people who also know all of these people. And all the people that are with John that have not gone to false doctrine, but they love the truth. They also love this lady. They love this church. 
because this church is also among those who have held fast to the truth and have not been pulled into false beliefs and false doctrines. Verse 2, because of the truth which abides in us and will be with us forever. I love that John is still, after all these decades of ministry, I mean, he's got to be in his probably late 70s or 80s, maybe even 90s by the time this is written. All these decades of ministry later, He's still clinging to the truth that he received from the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2, grace, mercy, and peace will be with you from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. So he is being very intentional. You might wonder, why is he going to great lengths to clarify from God the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love? Because there's so many false doctrines, he just wants to keep establishing who God the Father is, who the Lord Jesus Christ is, that he is the Son of God, that it is the truth. And I love what he said back in verse 2. He said, and the truth will be with us forever. In other words, uh, what I've taught you that is truth, that's going to be the truth today, tomorrow, when we get to heaven on all of eternity. It'll always be the truth. I delivered to you the real truth truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 4, I rejoiced greatly that I have found some of your children walking in the truth. See, this doesn't sound like biological children of this lady, but some of the members of the church that are from that house church that he met somewhere in travel, or maybe they traveled to Ephesus where he is, and he said, I rejoice greatly that I have found some of your children walking in truth as we receive commandment from the Father. In other words, just the way that we've received commandment and have preached all these decades, he said, some of the people that I met from your church, I rejoice greatly to see they're still walking in that. Verse 5, and now I plead with you, lady. See, it sounds like he's talking to a lady and not necessarily that the lady is a church. And now I plead with you, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment to you, but that which we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. So notice, what is he to saying? The commandment to love one another. Well, isn't this the Apostle John who wrote in the Gospel of John, not recorded in Matthew, Mark, or Luke, but in John, a new commandment I give you that you love one another. He was quoting Jesus. And he brings that up again and again in 1 John. So this sounds just like the Apostle John. I don't think there's really any reason for us to speculate that it might not be. Verse 6, this is love that we walk according to his commandments. This is love that we walk according to his commandments. Sounds just like 1 John when uh, the Apostle John continued to say, look, walking in the truth, walking in his, in his commandments, that needs to be coupled with walking in love. He's doing the same thing here. This is the commandment that as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. The gospel, the commandments, the teaching that I gave you at the beginning, you need to continue to walk in those. Don't be looking for the new and greatest thing, the latest and the greatest. No, stay with what I taught you. Verse 7, for many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus as coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. That right there is in 1 John. It sounds just like what the Apostle John was saying about false teachers who are not speaking by the Holy Spirit, but they're saying that Jesus Christ has not come in the flesh, and even that they are antichrist. 
not the Antichrist, but they are an Antichrist. Verse 8, look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we worked for. So notice he's saying we worked for these things. Look to yourselves that we don't lose the things we worked for. So he's talking about people who have defended the truth. We have worked to establish the truth, to teach the truth, to spread the truth. And so these are ministry partners with John. But that we may receive a full reward by holding fast to the truth we received, we'll receive a full reward. Verse 9, whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He's saying, hey, those people that transgress and they don't abide in the doctrine of Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one that we brought, that we've established, he said, they don't have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. Verse 10, now this is important. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house. This really sounds like it's a house church because he's talking about somebody if they come and they don't bring this doctrine. Well, Back in this day, and you'll see it also in Third John, there were itinerant ministers going around, and they would teach, and they would often, you know, of course, receive food and receive financial help to go on. And in the third epistle, he even encourages Gaius and says, help these people that are really preaching the Word of God, help them on their way, because you become a partner with them to advance the ministry. Uh, but here, he's warning this elect lady and her family or her children, the church members, he's warning them, don't receive people who are coming to teach false doctrine. He said, if anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive them into your house. So notice your house, your house does seem like he's talking to a particular person who has a church in her house. And he says, nor greet him. Don't receive him into the house if, if he's teaching false doctrine, nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. He's talking about people who are really teaching something false, trying to get money, a charlatan maybe. They're just doing this for financial gain. They've made a business out of it, but what they're teaching is wrong. Verse 12, having many things to write to you, I did not wish to do so with paper and ink, but I hope to come to you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. So he really loves this lady and the church members, and he receives a lot of joy from their fellowship. And then he ends, the children of your elect sister greet you. Amen. Now, this is interesting. He starts with the elect lady and her children, and then he says, the children of your elect sister greet you. Well, who could that be? Well, back to the two options, the elect sister, this could be a sister church. In fact, it seems like it is the members of the church where John is. John is in Ephesus and there would be house churches there. And so this could be another church that's led by a lady or that second option that the elect lady at the beginning, the elect sister at the end are indeed talking about a church and referring to the church, a house church as a female, but the children, the members. So he says, the children, we would say the members, the church members of your elect sister greet you. Amen. So anyway, it seems like John in a house church may, that may be led by a woman. Uh, this aged John may not be the pastor of it, though he would certainly, in fact, 
excuse me, let me say this. You know in the city of Ephesus, all the house churches, that the person that was has been appointed to be in charge is Timothy. Paul the apostle appointed Timothy as the overseer. But John, can you imagine having one of your elders be the apostle John? <laughs> amazing, amazing. But nonetheless, uh, he's talking about the elect sister. Could be another lady in Ephesus leading or hosting a church in her home, or it could be referring to a church. Nonetheless, we have two churches, it seems evident, relating to each other, and John from one church writing to the other church, a very personal letter, and just giving some instructions. Hey, let's cling and hold fast to what we've worked for all this time, and don't receive anybody into your house that's preaching false doctrine. Don't even greet them because it validates the wrong that they're doing. Anyway, precious little book, and it really relates to a lot of false doctrines that are going around today, YouTube and all kinds of things, where you can get some good stuff, but you can get some not good stuff, and we have to be careful what we bring into our house. Okay, that's Second John. I look forward to Third John. Thank you for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman. And thank you to those of you who have partnered with Solid Lives to help get this daily podcast and other resources like it to thousands of people around the world. If you would like to partner with Solid Lives, visit solidlives.com give. To find out more about the ministry of Solid Lives, how you can be a part of this church planting and disciple making movement, or for more great teachings and resources by Jerry, visit solidlives.com. We also want to invite you to check out Jerry's other podcast called The Jerry Dearman Podcast. Here, Jerry shares with us at least weekly from God's Word, challenging us and equipping us to fulfill the amazing plan that God has for our lives. You can find links to this podcast as well as Jerry's YouTube channel online at solidlives.com. Thank you again so much for joining us, and we'll see you right here tomorrow as we jump into the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman.